All right, my good people, welcome back to the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. I am your host, CL The Source, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer, serving up that inspiration, that motivation, and that positivity. And today I got a fun one, man. I got a real cool guest with me by the name of Robert Prash. He is the creator of Creating Greatness podcast. It's a brilliant podcast that I was on fairly recently. I had the honor and privilege of being a guest. And we talked about some really, really great stuff, man. And I learned a lot about Rob. I, I feel like he learned a lot from me. And we just really transferred a lot of energy to each other and just helped each other grow in a lot of uh, a lot of ways. And it was a fun experience. And it got me and Rob to just build on a relationship. It's been a while since I created that episode. So, again, thank you, Rob, for that patience and, and waiting for me to get you on here. But we finally got you on here, bro. And I'm excited, Rob. What's going on, man? How you feeling today? Hey, man, I'm feeling fantastic. Thank you so, so much, man, for having me on. It's uh, an honor and a privilege. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Excited to have you on here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like ever since we connected on your podcast, man, your energy was so palpable, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were just so vibrant. And I was like, it got me. It's like, damn, I always thought I was a positive dude. And like to kind of come across you, I was like, this dude got that energy for real, bro. And like that got me so much more curious and fascinated to really explore who you are and how you maintain that and cultivate that. You know what I'm saying? And also share that with the audience, man. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, bro, before we kind of get started here, bro? I mean, uh, what you're talking about, that energy, that vibrancy, uh, that excitement and passion for life, it's the main thing that I try to transmit to my audience. And the place where it originates from is when you're talking to a person that's been to the absolute bottom. I mean, I mean, a person that has, has seen some very, very dark days. And that bottom, it facilitates a gratitude for everything beyond that. So when I wake up and I'm breathing and I got life in me, I'm smiling, man. I'm happy. I'm grateful. And then I look over my loved ones are, are breathing and all and everyone's healthy and we got shelter and there's food in the refrigerator. I'm beyond blessed. That's why I'm doing this podcast, man. We <laughs> share that blessed beyond measure message because a lot of people, they not recognizing what they have to be grateful for in their life. And when you've been down to the very bottom, man, like a lot of people have, it gives you that solid foundation and gratitude and makes every moment of life so much more special. Ooh, that's beautifully said, brother. Beautifully said, man. And we're going to definitely dive further into that, man, because I want to learn more about your story and, you know, how you came to be, who you are right now, and as you continue to ascend and evolve as a human being and, you know, understanding your purpose. So, you know, for those that are tuned in, be prepared, strap in your seatbelts because my man Rob's going to bring that energy. He's going to share a lot of value and we're going to talk about a lot of really important stuff. But before we even go any further, Rob, a new thing that I like to do on the podcast with my guests, man, is just check in before we even get started here, man. On a scale of one to 10, how are you doing on a mental health on a uh, mental health uh, stage, man? Oh, man, you know, most days I would love to give that 10. I would love to give that 10, but today I'm going to have to give it a 9 because of what we discussed before we went on air. Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to get a little angry earlier, you know, but luckily I was able to ground myself back in my practice, my meditation, my yoga, and bring it back. But due to that little slip in my awareness, I give it a 9. Got you, man. And I appreciate you, you know, like, like just be keeping it a buck, keeping it real, yeah. man, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people will you know, might not, might not want to be as truthful as you would just wear. You know what I'm saying? Like some, like for me, bro, no matter what, I'm always say a 10, bro. And it's just <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Even if there's a lot of crazy shit going on in my life, because I'm just like, you know what, man, I gotta, I gotta project that 10. But then like, yo, realistically, sometimes it's like more of a six, more of a five, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want to give it life. So I appreciate you putting that nine out there. And giving us that real deal, Holyfield right there, you know what I'm saying? And, and letting us know. And then also flipping it on its head and saying that, like, yo, I, I, I still got plenty of the day left to, to really turn it into a 10, basically. You know what I'm saying? So I think this practice of really just checking in with each other has so many benefits, bro. Because, one, it allows you to express yourself. Two, it allows me to know how you're doing, you know what I'm saying, on that wavelength. And, and maybe, maybe I can even help serve you a little bit to help make you get to that 10, help 
elevate mm-hmm. you to that 10, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what we got to do more as people, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you doing that, bro. Now, I want to get into some questions, Rob. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been excited about this one, man. I know it's been a while, like I said, since we finally got you on. But your story, as I got to know you towards the end of, like, our podcast, man, you know, I get to know you. I see you do a lot of traveling and this and that. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you shared a little bit about your earlier life and everything like that. And you kind of even touched on it prior to us kind of kicking off this podcast. So tell me tell me where you're from, man. Like, where, where, like, where are you from originally, bro? We'll start right there. Oh, I'm from South New Jersey, man. Southern New Jersey. Uh, right right across the bridge from Philadelphia. My family's from Camden, New Jersey. Uh, I grew up in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Uh, so, you know, it's an interesting place. There's a lot going on. A lot going on out there. Yeah, I ain't never been over there, man. But I know y'all East Coast folks is built different, man. Y'all built tough, man. Anybody that could deal with the snow and all that stuff, man. And <laughs> y'all, I got to give it to y'all East Coast folks, man. I, I rock with y'all, man. And, you know, um, I was curious because that I always want to know where someone's from because that will t- that will kind of get the ball rolling for me in terms of, like, getting to understand a person, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the different environments that we're put in, man, actually have a lot to do with our conditioning, right? Like, it's definitely how we're raised, you know, by our parents or our loved ones, whoever, like, raises us. But it's also, like, the environment. Like, you hear that you hear that statement, I'm a product of my environment, you know what I'm saying, a lot. And it's just like, I think it's a reality, man. Depending on how you grow up, that's that's what's going to form and shape your beliefs. So how was it growing up for you out there in New Jersey, bro? Man, I lived uh, in a suburban area in New Jersey where to help people on a more global uh, aspect understand it, like a triangle between New York City, Philadelphia, and Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So they, there, those were my influences as far as like when we went out, we went to Atlantic City or Philadelphia, New York City. Um, growing up, I guess it was like anybody else, man. I mean, I can't really say what within my childhood caused me to do the things that I'd done or travel the road that I traveled to be end up where I am today. What really shaped me was that weird feeling that I had, man, that I spoke about was just feeling like I didn't fit in anywhere, feeling alone, even when I was in a crowd, not understanding why I was here or what my purpose was. Even as a kid, I I always felt like the odd man out. And that feeling that God hole, as I call it sometimes, caused me to go down a lot of self-destructive roads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I can relate to that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I uh, definitely had some identity challenges when I was, like, younger, man. I was I was rebellious. You know what I'm saying? I, I put myself in very precarious situations, to say the very least. You know what I'm saying? Like, very harmful situations that I actually, like, like in hindsight, looking back at it, I'm just thankful to have escaped with my life, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's uh, it's difficult when, you know, you're going through those situations and for – and not having that clear direction, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of touched on purpose, bro. And I want to get into that, man, because I feel like that's going to help us develop more of like why you even created the podcast and where you're at right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did, like, where did you, first of all, understand why purpose was so important to like live in your purpose? And then how did you discover your purpose, man? The lack of one is how I discovered it. Because I, I tried everything. Like I spoke about, I had this hole inside of me, this hole that, that was from a lack of belief, a lack of faith, uh, a lack of joy, love, peace. And to get those things, man, I tried to put everything in. You know, anything that you can abuse or overconsume, uh, I was just trying to fill that hole that I felt within me. So, obviously a lifestyle like that is going to lead you to be where I was at. And once I was there, I had to even go further down the the rabbit hole until I really found out that no, no one loved me. Nobody was there for me. Nobody was going to come and save me. Nobody was going to help me. But that point in my life, 
wasn't a sad one. It was a liberating one. Wow. Because now I knew that I was solely responsible for me. Nobody was going to come jump in and, and, and save my situation. I had to take responsibility for my actions and responsibility for my life to become better. And once that switch was turned, it was no look, it was no turning back. It was no looking back because I just started like being like a sponge, like just trying to absorb every positive philosophy that I could possibly absorb because I knew one thing for sure. Everything I had did up to that point in my life was wrong. So with that realization, I adopted what I call the George Costanza method. It's a funny one if you know anything about Seinfeld. His life was so bad, he decided to go the opposite of his instinct. For a little bit, I had to behave in that way. Every time I had an instinct, I had to go, no, that ain't right. Do the opposite. And when I began to live that way, then I began studying, reading, learning, doing yoga, meditating. I got back to praying. And the importance about prayer is it's a non-denominational prayer. When I first started praying, I didn't understand who or what I was praying to. It was just a release. So once I started living that way, with that holy trinity of spiritual and emotional wellness, that turned into physical and financial wellness, prayer, yoga, and meditation, my whole life trajectory just went like this. And that's really what I try to preach the most on Creating Greatness podcast is that holy trinity of spiritual and emotional wellness because I believe those three things will positively impact anyone's life that's out there. And don't get like stuck on the God one, the prayer. Because as I said, it can be to a specific God, whatever is your truth. But to me, especially in the beginning, it was just that release of that negative energy that cleared the space up for me to download something good for my life. Wow, man. That's amazing what you said right there, man. I really hope that don't go over people's heads with everything you said, because there was so much in, in what you just said. And I want to dig further into that, man. You know, it's a... Uh, you did mention that you you had a moment of clarity where you you realized that everything was your responsibility. No one was going to come to save you. No one was going to come and, you know, you had to be your own hero, basically, so to speak. Right. Can you take us back to that to that moment where you where you realized that, man, like where where are you? What was going on? Like what had to happen for that to really click in your head? Man, it. it it, it was a crazy circumstance, and I will just say this: I, I had, I was, I was in and out of prison for about ten years, and I spent the larger part of like 2005 to 2015 incarcerated. So I would come home, and I would get stuck in my self-destructive behaviors because I wasn't there yet. I hadn't hit that rock bottom that we're talking about right now. And even, even came, after going to, even after going to jail. Oh, I had been to jail multiple times. It didn't help. It didn't help because those places aren't built to rehabilitate you. They're not going to rehabilitate you there. They're going to make you worse because the things that you, the way that you have to maneuver you can't be loving, kind, and joyful and all these right. things you really need to do to be positive and happy and successful in your life. But if you have that awareness, like I did the last time where like I could be loving and caring and kind within myself, but still portray that image that I had to portray to success, to be successful in prison life, then that's where I did that. But getting back to that rock bottom that you speak of was... I came home for a very brief period of time to mess up again and then had to walk away from all the people that I thought loved me and cared about me and had to turn myself in to go do another 18 months. And when you walk away from people and you, you look over your shoulder and you say, I, I'm leaving, I'm gone. I don't know when I'm coming back and they don't bat an eyelid. That's, that's going to tell you something about yourself. So I'm sitting in Cumberland County Prison, and I had a lot of thinking to do, man. And like I said, I, I, I came down, and 
I'm in the cell, the eight by eight, all metal, you know, bunky, farting, snoring, doing whatever he's doing. And I just go, this ain't the way, Robert. This ain't the way. I mean, you don't have anybody that loves you out there in the whole entire world. Nobody's willing to do nothing for you. You know, you're behaving like an animal out there in the streets and you wonder why that's true. Obviously, everything that you've done up until this point in your life has been wrong. You don't know how to do it right. So that realization allowed me to open up my mind, man, and start listening to other people and listening to other things because I realized you don't have all the answers. Matter of fact, you don't have any answers. And that was the moment, man. And that moment, it made that switch in my mind. I just went to work. I picked up books on finance. Uh, I read The Art of War, The Art of Seduction. Uh, um, let's see, uh, the Quran, the Bible. I'm reading all these things. I'm just wow. reaching out to anything I could possibly bring into my life that's positive, man. Because all I have is negative, death, destruction, and misery in my mind. But now I'm consciously trying to change that energy within me, man. And through all that reading, and then it got into the physical practice of the yoga. And then I started studying Buddhism and Hinduism and all these things started coming together into like an overall spiritual outlook that I could have for me. That was just my truth. And through that prayer, that release, brother, that yoga to activate the body, that meditation activated my mind. I became a totally different human being. Like I remember thinking I was stupid. I thought I was slow. I thought I was tough, a thug, all these things, because that's what people were telling me. But the messed up thing about that is how are you going to let somebody else tell you about yourself, man? And I was believing that shit. That's the problem. But when I got in tune with me, now nobody can tell me nothing, brother, because I'm sharp as a tack. You know what I mean? And all those falsities that I believed about myself, I shattered them and brought it to who you see before you today. Brother, man, before I even create a thought there, man, I, I honestly can feel your energy transmitted from, I know you're in Florida right now. I'm in the Bay Area, man. And it, I just got to say, I'm like so happy for you, bro, that you found yourself, that you didn't let nobody else tell you who you're supposed to be and you know who you are, that understanding of self and then that cultivation of love for yourself because you love yourself enough to, to take care of yourself, to do these things, to, to train yourself, to become a master yourself, to, to educate yourself, right? Just to give yourself these skills, man, and, and put yourself in a much better situation than you everywhere when you were younger. That is probably the biggest win that I, I, I bigger than any basketball game, bigger than any, come on, man. Like that liberation and that, and that feeling that you have, I want so many other people to experience that, man, which is why I was so excited to have you on here, bro, because I wanted to dig further into that. And I feel like already what we're maybe like 10, 15 minutes into this podcast. And I feel like if I'm an audience member listening to this, I'm gathering so much from what you just told me, man, by sharing your story and really kind of letting folks know, like, damn, dude, like you just, you shared so much, bro. So I'm just so happy for you, bro. And I support you, my dude, honestly, dog. And it's just, it's so cool to see you, bro. You inspire me, bro. On some real shit, on some real shit, bro. And uh, you just, honestly, bro, you help pour into my cup, man. Cause like, I'm gonna keep, I already know I'm gonna keep going, man. You know what I'm saying? But like hearing hearing a story like yours, man, just motivated me even more, bro. You know what I'm saying? So so kudos to you. Keep going, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that you a family man. You know you a you a husband. You a father. You know what I'm saying? Like and you just I know you traveling. I know I think you're a trainer too, right? You do uh you do yeah, training. For yeah. But it's hard to get that business going on on the road. You know, it's like I got the life coach certification. I got the personal training certification just for a piece of paper to help me transmit this message that I'm transmitting to you. But that's why we're here in Florida. You know, we're we're uh, we're starting a business. We're getting everything, you know, ready to go. But um, yeah, man, I mean, that message, that's my purpose. That is what it is, because I remember uh, when I was feeling those ways. 
and I would really truly feel that way. Like I'm no good. I'm dirty. I'm rotten. I'm a scoundrel. I don't deserve a good life. Um, and I know that there's people that feel that way. I know that there's people in New Jersey where I'm from. I know the struggle out there. And I know that struggle is not only national, it's global. It's like a mental state that people are, are in, in a lot of places, they feel undeserving, undeserving. Uh-huh. They feel unworthy. They don't feel good about themselves. And they don't feel like a, a life of luxury or a life of happiness, peace, and joy is is for them. They don't feel like that's for them. I'm here to tell you different. I'm here to tell you that I've been down in the gutter with the worst of the worst, and I've seen them rise to the top, man. They don't want us to know that we're worth it. They don't want us to understand these tips, tools, and techniques that me and Chris share on our podcast to get you leveling up your life. That's why we do what we do, to share these little tricks that they don't want you to know because they want to keep you down. But when you elevate your mind state, with the things I was talking about, the Holy Trinity, spiritual, emotional wellness, prayer, meditation, and yoga. When you begin that liberation, when you begin that level up, nobody can ever tell you nothing or you're not deserving of nothing or you're not capable of something because I promise you that you are. I continually say over and over again on my podcast, I never speak from a self-righteous point of view. Like I'm this amazing person able to do so much. I'm telling you, I was a bum that figured this out. So imagine what you could do if you just take charge of your mind state, your body and your energy. You'd be unstoppable, I promise you that. That's the actual factual people, man. Y'all better be paying attention, taking notes right now and apply this into your life, man. This is is the real deal, Holyfield, like I'm talking about, man. Rob, so grateful to have you on here, man. I wanna wanna take it back to what we were were talking about uh, prior to what you just said. You had you had touched on a, a George Costanza message. I think that's what you said, right? I, I'm not too familiar with this. It was Seinfeld, right? Oh man, I'm showing my age with that. It's on Seinfeld. It's just a funny character. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I never really got into that show, but I know it was a very popular show. So, like, how did you develop that, bro? Like, I know that you, I know it's a pretty simple method, but like, what made you think of that, and how did you like tie the two together? Like, tie what you were like interested in you know obviously the tv show and then like really tied into like how you can improve your life bro i wasn't really interested in the tv show they oh, okay. played it like at, just let hear me out they used to play it after high school like we would come home for football practice at that time that was just what was on the tv when i was a kid so i remember watching it and it is a funny show uh-huh. but the guy his life was so messed up that he started doing everything the opposite of what his first initial reaction was then all of a sudden he was getting the girls getting a job you know and all these <laughs> so it was just one of them funny moments like me sitting in a cell by myself you know because ain't much to do that I'm thinking about changing my life and that thought process comes up and I'm like no that's wrong no that that can't be right and then I said you must just have to adopt that that method of doing everything uh the opposite of what you're doing but Pretty soon after, that will all stop. And that's why I preach so hard about this prayer, this yoga, and this meditation, because it puts you in a spot like with yourself that you can fully move forward in your truth. You know what I mean? It's like we as individuals, we have such short attention spans, and we're all over the place. And we talked about it on distractions, on creating greatness. We did. There's so many demands on your attention that our mind and our body and our energy are very rarely aligned in the same direction. But once we quiet down a little bit, quiet down the mind, quiet, quiet down the body through these practices, you become more and more in tune with yourself. And then you'll feel it. Like nobody can tell you nothing because you'll feel it. And that feeling is an amazing thing because it just instantly prioritizes everything that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's a big problem with individuals out there. We're scatterbrained. We're all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these different things. What he said, what she said, what's going on over here, what's mm-hmm. going on over there. But once you realize that none of that stuff even matters until you've gotten this at peace, because you can't even maneuver effectively in the world if you're not managing your own shit. You know what I'm saying? That part, bruh. That part right there, man, and I, I can relate, man. As you mentioned, 
we did talk about that on your podcast, man. And, you know, we talked about literally things outside of us are designed to hijack our attention. There, there's literally intelligent, smart, intellectual, not just individual people, but teams of people that are constructing ways of like trying to steal your attention bro so if you're not protective of that if you're not even aware of that forget being protective if you ain't even aware of that you're just gonna get engulfed in that and then like you're gonna look back at your life at and you're gonna be 67 years old and be like where did it go and then you just completely missed the boat you completely missed the bus you know what i'm saying like but i want to i want to use that as a perfect segue into talking about purpose bro because we kind of mentioned it several times throughout this podcast episode man and i got a similar story to you those that are fans of the show that are friends of the show like know my story you know my story a little bit more now ever since we kind of connected so you know i had to go through rock bottom you had to go through rock bottom to find that sense of purpose to really find it but it got it got me to thinking do we really need to get to rock bottom to fight to figure out our purpose rob or do you think there's a there's another way? I think, first of all, let me mention this before I go on to that question. It's a good question. I often think about it. Attention. Chris just said they try to hijack your attention. There's apps and, and, and all types of things in these computers that are scientifically engineered to addict you to them. Mm-hmm. You know why they want to hijack your attention. I'm going to tell you why, because your attention is your number one weapon in this world. Whatever you focus on will expand and grow in your life. And that's why your attention is so vitally important for your success. And I don't even mean financially. I just mean being happy because when you attention on the love, the joy, the peace, that's what you're going to get. If your attention is on their misery, then that's what you can get. All those things may enter your door at one day or another, but if you're not in the strongest shape mentally, physically, and spiritually, then none of that's going to matter anyway. But but that's why they want to hijack your attention, folks. Attention is your number one weapon. Charles FNL, the master key system. Check it out, man. I read it, and I definitely encourage people to read it as well. It helps you take control of your mind state. But moving on to the next thing. That rock bottom question is like a fast forward. A rock bottom is like a fast forward to spiritual awakening. It is, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's all I can say. Hopefully, you can find some. There's so many people out there. Like me and Chris is probably not even one million percent of the people that been through similar rock bottom situations. When you go back through the test of time, you can pick up any book, any documentary, find something online, and find someone's story that you can identify mm-hmm. with. You may have not been a criminal and an addict like me or went through whatever Chris went through that make him hit his rock bottom. So maybe you can identify with somebody else that's been through it and spare yourself the, the experience. Because although it's a liberating one, it's a freeing one, it, it, it's not always a good one, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a tough one, that's for damn sure, man. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, even as you were just talking, I was thinking in my mind that, like, I'm sure people hit rock bottom, but they stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, so for us, you and I, like we found it. And, you know, I'm trying to think for like, I'm trying to take myself back to my time when I was going through my cancer situation and I really hit my rock bottom situation. You know what I'm saying? Where I was just like, where I was just like, you know, I could have, I could have continued playing the victim, Rob. I could have, I could have continued feeling sorry for myself, you know, and, come to think about it I, I actually did for a long time after that like you know i made promise to my promises to myself at that time if god or whatever I, whoever whatever i was praying to at that time it got me out of that i was gonna live my life differently but i went through a, a similar pattern again like when i kind of got the chance to do it again but what ended up happening to me i think i reached a point where i was just like i can't do this no more you know what i'm saying like I did hit Rick bo- rock bottom, but I was like, there's got to be a better way to live. And I think that like, I just saw that there were so many other happy people out there. I was like, why can't I be one of them? And then I was, I, and then asking that question, literally, I was like, there's no reason for me not to be one of them people that are deserving of a great life of or that is deserving of having everything that I want, but it's not going to come to me in a snap of fingers. I got to work for this thing. I know what they, like I, I started observing what they doing, paying mm-hmm. attention to what they doing. Similar to you, 
you know, educating myself, really learning, man, you know, cultivating self-awareness, really, really getting to know myself, bro. That's something that like fairly recently I've been loving to do. Like I have no problems nowadays, Rob, being with myself. I don't even say by myself. I'm with myself because those moments when I'm not around other people, I get to really like learn more about myself. I can do some more studying. I actually enjoy doing this stuff, like connecting dots and that stuff right there, bro, is like laying out the foundation, right? And then you start to discover your purpose. So anybody that's listening to this, man, I think what both me and Rob are saying is like to spare yourself from like that that very difficult experience that Rob had to go through, I had to go through, that other people have had to go through. I think it's just I think it's easier. Y'all just listen and 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 just pay attention to yourself. Spend some time with yourself. Free yourself from the distractions, right? Like be aware that these distractions are here to attack your, you know, your mental, it's like mental warfare right now, bro. And it's like, if you're not aware of that, you're not going to have enough time to get in tune with yourself. And if you're not in tune with yourself, you won't discover your purpose and you're going to live a miserable life. You might think that like life is about like pleasure filled experiences and this and that, man, well, really what I've discovered, Rob, and I feel like that you kind of like can relate to not even kind of like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to agree with this, but it's more so about peace, bro. Because when you have everything built on that foundation of peace, guess what comes from that? Joy, happiness. All these amazing things come from that foundation of peace. So when you're rock solid from within, everything else just sprouts from that, bro. Would you agree with that statement? I I do. I agree with it. it it's mostly. I mostly agree with it because when you find peace within then it kind of just exudes and then it gets more peaceful around you. And then your situation gets a little more peaceful. I don't believe that peace is the ultimate goal. To me, it's liberation. Mm. To me, it's totally being free. And I don't mean within the confines of our government because that's a whole nother podcast. I just mean with your mentality and with your spirit. Right. You know? And you touched on a huge thing right there. It could be a whole nother podcast about being alone. And let me tell you something. If you got a big family like I do, man, I got six people in my family. You will value being alone, brother. <laughs> you will value it to the utmost. Don't let my wife see this episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding around, man. Hey, so, but that was the, that was it. And that you might have just touched on what the whole problem with hitting your rock bottom is, is I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy being alone. And I saw it all my happiness in external factors, everything on the outside was, was what I was trying to bring into my life. Mm -hmm. But there's a story in a book. And I want to talk about this book just for one second. The book is called, can we all, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's called, we are all doing time by Bo Lozoff. This is the book that I found in Cumberland County prison that literally ignited the spark that changed my life. And in this book, he talks about this ox somewhere in Africa, right? It's called a musk ox. This ox travels vast distances across Africa looking for this scent, this smell, only to realize, or maybe never realize, I don't know, the scent comes from within. The scent is from him. And that's how we are as individuals. We continually searching for peace, happiness, joy, and all these things everywhere. But guess what? It's in the last place you're going to look. Right there. That's it. I, I think that's the, that's the most important journey to make. That's where we, we're just exploring further within ourselves, man. If you think about potential, it's all within us. It's not outside. A lot of times we're searching for outside. People are like, I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for happiness. I'm looking for other person, people to make me happy. Bro, all of that stuff is fleeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. but But what you what you build within yourself. And I realized that more and more, bro. And I actually, it's something I preach a lot on this podcast, man. And I'm glad you touched on it because I think it's, you're never going to, it's never going to get out of style by like, just honestly, like we got to keep talking about that, bro, because helping people like realize like everything that they're looking for outside, it's just going to be a forever search. But if you redirect that energy inwards and discover more about yourself, man, cultivate that inner peace, cultivate that love for oneself, that knowledge of oneself, right? That self-awareness, man, you're giving yourself, well, you're not even giving yourself, you're finding the tools within yourself to 
deal with whatever life throws at you. And then you become a ruler of yourself, a master of yourself. You tell yourself where to go, what to do, how to act. You know, you know what you need to do to get to where you want to go, right? That liberation that you talk about, man. That's only going to be even possible if you're able to be in full control of yourself or much more better control of yourself. If you're not like I was, bro, when I was younger, bro, I was a hothead. You know, mm-hmm. I still have moments where um, I revert back to that old way, you know, because of, you know, long life conditioning, man. We, we, dude, I'm 38 years old. You mentioned you're 42. We've been on this planet for a, for a long time. And for a long time, we were looking at life just from those lenses, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what we were taught. That's what we kind of like learn, you know, through our environment, through our upbringing, through our experiences, all these different things. But now that our eyes are open, bro, you know what I'm saying? We know that like, that ain't the only way just because that was the way that we knew that ain't the only way for us. And there's better ways, bro. And like people are sharing these gems all day. That's what you're doing on your podcast. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm doing on my podcast. And that right there is a perfect segue to ask you, man, how did you come up with the Creating Greatness podcast, bro? And, you know, just just I want to hear more about that podcast, man. Share share with the audience about that podcast, bro. I mean, the the whole Creating Greatness concept it comes from a while back. Like, I have to rewind it to when I first came home uh, from prison in 2017. I was working at a job uh, making $11 an hour. And this is important to my story because this shows the, it, it shows the potential of every human being on this planet. Cause once again, I'm an average Joe. I came out of prison uh, in 2017. I started a job making $11 and 25 cents an hour in this job. I'm different now though. I walked in, I'm awake, I'm aware, I'm sober, I'm focused. Uh, I'm healthy in a shape to be able to really go in and attack this $11.25 job. I did that with all those tools that I'm talking to you about. And within three years, I tripled my income. I became a production manager. Now, when I was a production manager, I had like 25 to 50 employees underneath me on a regular basis, depending on, you know, what, what we was doing there in the warehouse. And I became what I am now, dude. I did not waste my time in the office on the computer doing all the things that a manager could do. I was, I did that before my crew got there and I did it after they left. And while they were there, I was on the floor with these guys in the cold because we were in a freezer warehouse and, or a, a cold warehouse. We made food and I talked how I talk on creating greatness. I would ask the people, what are you doing? What are you working on? They go, Oh, I'm working on what you told me. I say, no, no. What are you working on for you? Because you go to a job for eight hours and then you go home and you're too tired to work on your goals, then you got to reprioritize your situation. So I just started talking to these kids, the young kids, they were coming to the job and I would spend my time walking my lines and just trying to, you know, find out a little bit about my people, motivate them, encourage them to be better, let them know that what they were capable of, recognize their strengths, encourage them to do better, all these things. And, and, and one day a guy recorded me. And he said, my, my wife is going through it. I play this for her. And she's saying, you should start a podcast. I want you to start a podcast. Then, you know, it kind of caught fire within just my small world, man. My little warehouse, you know, where I was the leader uh, and a person of, of some respect there. And so I just started messing with my buddy, Bob, uh, does a podcast, uh, Travelers Blueprint Podcast. It's all about travel. So I worked out with him in the gym. I started talking with him, just like me and you were talking. Start building with this guy. Now the ball's rolling. The energy's going. Then I start Googling, hey, what's the easiest way to make a pot? I don't know nothing about technology. I didn't really have a lot of money because I was starting a family. And, uh, you know, Anchor. Easiest way to make a podcast. I watch a YouTube video and this is the way I master every single thing in my life. Every time I have a problem or something I don't understand. We live in a day and age of limitless technology. So don't be wasting your time on a computer, looking at Facebook, looking at pornography. You could be an expert in anything you want to be. Or what I like to be is just know a little bit about everything. So I watched these YouTube instructional video and I started Anchorman, you know, and, and I'm still growing creating great podcast still growing. We're still, you know, nowhere where we want to be, but 
That's my purpose, man, to spread this message, love, peace, joy, self-improvement. Because one thing that I think pe turned people off about this spiritual life like I live, uh, I'm very restrictive on my diet. I do intermittent fasting every day. Uh, every other day, I, I, I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm exercising. I'm dedicating certain uh, time to be reading books and all these things. And people would go, well, how can you do all that? Like, or do you have any time for anything else? And I'll, I would say to them, all those things are so I could do these things a little better. And when I do it, I enjoy it more. Like, just because you're studying philosophies of monks and all these things doesn't mean you have to live like a monk. Because I'm also a black belt in Lean Six Sigma, so I want to get stuff done in life, man. Like, yeah, I want to be spiritual, peaceful, loving, joyous, vibrating this light energy and all that. But I also want to get it done, man. I want to get it done. <laughs> so that's where this like mix of creating greatness, man. And to me, it's like the beauty of it because I talk about prayer, meditation, spirituality, all these things to get you in tune with you. But then once we get in tune, it's time to go to work, baby. Time to go to work. And we're going to get it done, man, because we worthy. We deserve it. We just have to love ourselves enough to put in the work for us, man. You put in the work for the job. You put in the work for the family. Take a little bit of time out for you and watch the magnificent things that you can accomplish. Incredible, man. Incredible, bro. And you got me ready to go hit the gym right now. <laughs> but, <Let's> do it. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I already, already did get my workout in, but I want to go right back. But, hey, I want to, I want to, I want you, because I feel like this is perfect to kind of bring what you've kind of touched on several times throughout this podcast. You talked about that Holy Trinity. Can you, can you, uh, can you give that to us one more time? I, I believe you said it was meditation, yoga, and uh, we have to address all aspects of self, right? So to me, it totally makes sense. And this is just my personal Holy Trinity of spiritual and emotional wellness, non-denominational, the way it can be practiced by everyone and everywhere in any type of life that you live. And you can do it in the most limited amount of space. So you have no excuses. I did it in an eight by eight box. And that's prayer because it illuminates the soul. It's, it's yoga because it activates the body. Mm-hmm. And it's that meditation because it syncs the mind with nature. And once again, we are nature. So once we become in tune with all that, we become very powerful human beings. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And you know what? Honestly, the reason why I asked you to, to bring that back to the forefront of what we're talking about, because in getting to know you through this conversation, I feel like that is like a, a very important piece to your foundation of like how you've gotten to where you're at, because like that is probably like I would say that those are non-negotiable things that you do every day. Right. Like no matter what you you're going you're gonna to find some time to do that, do that type yeah, of stuff. Indeed. indeed. Because that's another thing that people get discouraged on. Even myself is like I would get so far uh, with the mastery of myself and then I would slip or fall off or, you know, start, uh, I would expose a bad habit in my life and I would get frustrated with myself. Like, man, I, I did all this stuff. Why can't I just be better? Maintenance is maintenance. Don't get, don't get poisoned by the destination because the destination is death. There's only one. Enjoy this journey. Enjoy this process, man. You enjoy that daily work that you do on yourself. It don't ever have to go anywhere. That's the problem. People want to be somewhere. They want to have something. They want to make something, create something. And all those things are beautiful. I'm trying to do the same thing. But don't get caught up and fixated just on that. Enjoy that process. Enjoy those daily work. And those Ooh. daily work will keep you like on point. Because if you slip, you'll slip. And then you can't just do this amount and then be done. It don't work that way. Man, Rob, you got some bars, bro. Y'all talking about you spitting some fire right now, bro. And you know what, man? I got a great question that I feel like would be for the audience, man. Because you mentioned that you got a family of six, man. And for you to be able to do all these different things, like, you got to have some sort of routine. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you can you share a routine that you think like helps you so it can help other people. Maybe they can kind of like implement it in their life. Yeah. A couple things. Number one, time management, 
get yourself a basic understanding of time management. That way you plot your course of your day, your week, your month, however far you want to do with it. That way there's a time for everything. Everything has its slot. That way the mind can be focused on exactly what you're doing because you don't have to be thinking about, oh, I forgot this or, oh, I got to do that because there's a time for all of it within the time management. Number two is multitasking. Now, they say that multitasking could be a bad thing, and I understand what they're talking about because you don't put your all into something if you're multitasking. And so there, that's a valid point. But what I mean is, and this is based upon the principles of Lean Six Sigma, is anything that you could do simultaneously, excuse me, like if I'm walking this way to do that and I got to do this on the way, then I do that and vice versa. It's like, being aware that you have a certain amount of energy within your day to deal with. So that's why that time management is, is, is clutch. Everything has its time. That way you're focused on what you're doing. Multitasking, an example of that is like, I have children. So I include them in everything I do. And it's a, kills two birds with one stone. If you ask me how I was able to accomplish all these things with three kids, one-year-old, a three-year-old, excuse me, four-year-old, and a, a five-year-old. Wow. So how are you able to do these things? Multitasking. The things that I do, I engage with my children. The two bird stone of it is now they're exercising. Now they're meditating. Now they're doing yoga. You know what I mean? And then now my children are well behaved because they're doing all these things that I'm doing anyway. So my number one piece of advice for fathers, other than all the things I said, that's for everybody. But for mothers as well, anybody raising the children or have influence over children, they do not listen. No child listens. They watch. They behave how you behave. Whatever you say, it's in one ear and out the other. So one person that I follow avidly, and we're going to talk about that safe soil movement, is Sad Guru. And what this man says is if you have children, you have no need to focus on them children. Focus on yourself. Become the best possible version of yourself and make them want to follow. So I'm very cognizant of what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I'm behaving when my children are around me. Because I'm not saying this to sound cool or anything like that. It's just the age group that they're in. They idolize me. My children idolize. They look up to me. Like they don't know nothing else. They haven't started school yet. I'm all they got for a, a positive male role model. So that's my advice, man. Engage your children in what you do. What you love, don't force them on them. I love football. I'm not going to force my child to play that. I introduce them to it. I don't force meditation, prayer, any of that stuff on my children. I introduce them to it. But when I introduce them with it, I engage with them. And that became joyous for them. It's just like if I want them out of my hair because I'm busy, out of my beard hair, you know, because uh, I'm busy or I'm trying to get a podcast done or something like that, I'll put down their toys. But before I walk away, I'll engage with the toys to get them involved. You know what I mean? We as their parents or their mentors, they look to us for everything. So mm -hmm. we have to be very aware of that. But engaging with them will get them involved. Anything you want them to do, you do it and engage with it. But those are the things that help me get done. All these things I want to do on this big world with all them kids running around. Yeah, I, I love what you said, man. And it makes a whole lot. I don't have any kids right now. But for those that are watching, man, I feel like that's such valuable information. Because what you said is just like it's it's the it's your your melding all of your worlds together because this is life it's not it's not work life and family life it's life you know what i'm saying like you're putting it all together and you're just planning your you know what i'm saying like you're mapping out your day by doing the time management that you talked about and then in that mapping and the time management you're like okay if i'm a, if i'm gonna go to the park with my kids we also gonna we're also gonna get some exercise in or whatever right you're just you're just fusing it all together Instead of like, because you hear a lot of times like people be like, oh, I got my work life. I got my work friends, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I got I got my gym life. This like you're putting it all together. You know what I'm saying? It's one life, bro. Sadhguru says that a lot. It's like it's not all these different lives. It's one life. You know what I'm saying? Like we <laughs> it's reality. 
It is no death, brother. It is no death. It's only life, man. Because death oh. creates life. I see it all the time, walking around the jungles of Hawaii. Dead, rotten trees fall on the ground. New life sprouts up. It's the life cycle. But I don't believe in, like, separate lives, man. Because to me, that insinuates some sort of different individual that's participating in all these different activities. Man, one thing that you would say about me, and they used to say, guys that I knew from high school, you same dude at heart. You know what I mean? I just evolved into like a more civilized, sophisticated being, but I don't separate anything in my life because what's me is me. So I could be in the gym with my wife or my children. I could be right there in the garage working out with my uh, resistant bands. I bring the kids. When I'm meditating, I bring my oldest. When I'm doing yoga, I bring all three. And like I said, engaging with them through these activities, it kills two birds with one stone. A, it lets me get my stuff done. B, it introduces my children into things that I learned late in life. I always say, teach your kids early what you learn late. Had I learned how to effectively manage my emotions as a child, I would have probably never went to prison because everything that was wrong with my life was because I didn't know how to ex effectively express my emotions and I didn't know how to deal with them. I, being a man growing up, when I was growing up, I didn't know I was allowed to have emotions. So I really just try to teach them all the things that I learned late in my life so that they can know it growing up and they could be so much better than me. You know, we try to build a foundation of generational wealth, generational um, health and, 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 and mental and emotional wellness. And if you don't mind, can I segue this into the safe soil thing? Please. Let's do it, man. Let's talk about soil. Soil is not the attractive, the, 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 the popular movement, right? But this is what I always say about soil. Everybody eats. Now, I did this show about saving soil. It was called Investing in Our Future, man. And I'm a big guy in the crypto. I'm in the stocks. I'm into uh, digital real estate, NFTs, man. I'm trying to wrap my head around all those things so that I could put my family in the best financial position that they could be in moving forward. But as I really started to dig my brain about, because I'm always doing it, man. What's the new investment? What's the next thing I can put my money in to generate more passive income? That way I'm not a slave to a nine to five. That's the biggest level of that I'm going to hand my family. And this is how I'm going to do it. And when I really got to thinking about what is the best investment that I can have for my future, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And once again, it was so simple. Like all the real answers are, Learn how to grow your own food. Learn how to clean your own water. So now I'm on this journey of finding a piece of land here in Florida to start this permaculture farm because they got it messed up. They want you depending on the grocery stores. They think you, they want you to think you need a farm or a big piece of land to grow food. You can grow it on your apartment balcony. There's permaculture techniques that you can use. But so now I'm in this mode of like, learning how to collect rainwater and um, start a beehive to get honey and uh, grow plants that are indigenous to Florida that will grow with little to no care, like papayas and mangoes and coconuts. All these things you could grow in your yard, you could be eating if you buy it at the grocery store. So I'm on this, this is the investment, this is the level of, I can create a farm that'll feed my family for generations to come and save soil. In the meantime, I've come across this soil movement. Now this soil movement, it's factual, it's scientifically based, and the UN agrees that we only have about 60 years left of cultivatable soil on this planet. So with that being said, what does that mean? What does that mean to us? I'm gonna tell you what it means. It means you only have about 60 years of good food left on those shelves in the grocery store. So we have to take our time now to create a more sustainable world, learn how to feed ourselves, learn how to collect this water. That way we're less dependent on the system. But also there's so many simple techniques that we could do to enhance the soil in our own areas. And that is by adding four part per thousand back into the soil organic content. Now, I'm not a scientist, I'm not even a farmer yet. So the best place for you to start is at consciousplanet.com, savesoil.org. You could become an earth buddy. Like I, there's certain things that you could do like me. I just post a lot of social media content. I speak about it here on uh, Creating Greatness and on the podcast that I'm on um, like as a guest. 
And so there's multiple ways that you could be committed. But the biggest problem is once this food, food shortage starts, if it happens, it doesn't have to happen. This is a solvable problem. You know, all other sorts of things are going to happen. Because the people with the biggest guns going to move in where a little bit of food is, and then it's going to cause all sorts of calamities within this world. So we could take charge now. We could take power now by joining up as an earth buddy on ConsciousPlanet.com, SaveSoil.org, start composting in your kitchen, start growing tomatoes out on your balcony. All these simple things are helping the movement, man. And it's a movement that we can all be a part of. It ain't got nothing to do with religion or race or creed or gender or any of these things that they do to try to separate us, man. We're all one, we're all here on the planet. It's all energy and we all eat, baby. So let's come together and let us make it happen. Save soil. Man, thank you so much for that information, man. You really shine light on a, a lot that like, you know, I've come across a little bit of like the understanding of soil through Saad Guru, actually, you know what I'm saying? Like he was recently on the Joe Rogan experience talking about that. And I was like listening to it. I was like, I was captivated by it because it was like, you know, as we talked about prior to us recording, Rob, you know, I have myself really begin more and more in tune with nature and just respecting and appreciating and thanking the earth and just being grateful for all the resources that is provided for us, man. And you know, to, to hear and just to see, like, to see our environment get destroyed by us, like our carelessness. Right. And just like really just not taking care of it and really taking advantage of like what it's been given us. It's, it's, it's killing the earth. It's killing the planet, man. So, you know, I, I love you sharing that message, bro. And I'm going to definitely check out what you say was conscious, conscious earth, conscious planet, conscious planet. Yeah, okay. just follow them on Instagram. They'll have links everywhere you need to be to become an Earth buddy. Someone like yourself can sign up real easily uh, because of what you do, you know? That way you can talk about it. You post a lot of stuff online. And, uh, yeah, man, we all need to get down with it. I appreciate you doing that, bro. And, you know, like, I want to be conscious of your time here, bro, because I know that yeah. you got you got a big family you got to get back to. You got the business to get, get back to, man. So I always appreciate your time. I want to wrap up here real quick with one last question, then I'm going to get into – uh, some quick rapid fire questions, if you don't mind, just to, to wrap it up with some fun stuff, man. And then we will, we'll go on about our day, bro. But the last question, which I, I thought was like a really great question I, I wanted to ask you was, was if you can go back in time and speak to your younger teenage, early kind of 20 year old, maybe even like teenage self, bro, what would be the best advice you could give to your, to young Rob? Stop playing a part. Stop playing a role. Stop being an actor in, in the life and be yourself. You know, for the longest time, I played a part of who I thought I was, who I thought they thought I was, trying to be cool, trying to be tough, trying to be popular. And those things uh, really, really sent me down a lot of the wrong paths in, in life. So I would say stop playing a part, man. Be your true, authentic self at all times. And no matter how different it is, when it's authentic, People respect it. Ooh. I mean, not to go on because I, I do got to get out of here, but just an example of that, man. Your boy right here was in the yard with killers doing yoga. That's how real authentic I was, man. And guess what? A lot of them was coming up to me when I was done, like, yo, I see what you're doing out there and I respect it. And that's real. When it's authentic, they're going to respect it. My dog, man, I appreciate that. That's a great answer, man. And I feel like that's going to provide so much help for somebody bro like you know what i'm saying like even when raising their kids you've dropped so many gems and so much fire on this podcast bro you definitely coming back on here man and i'm grateful to know you bro i'm grateful i've crossed paths with you and i'm looking forward to building and and just just growing with you bro you know what i'm saying and just more and more blessings for you bro so let's wrap it up with these five rapid fire questions just some fun i'm i'll probably even do three of them bro just to make it quick because i know you got to get up out of here bro no, i ain't no rush you know just shoot it what's up so like here we go, bro. I know that you you eat uh you eat very well, like you had mentioned, bro. Like you're very disciplined with your diet. So what would you choose uh if you had to? Fruits or vegetables? Oh, fruit. I, I mean, I love vegetable, like as far as maybe it'd be a little more healthy, but fruit is so delicious. I, I know, love right? mango, uh papaya. That's one thing I, I do from Hawaii was that local mango and papaya, man. There's nothing like it in the world. So, yeah, I would choose fruit. There really ain't nothing like it. I just got back from Maui, bro. We'll have to touch base yeah. and talk about that at some point. But I was eating papaya every day, mango every day. 
I still miss it. Pokey, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. I miss it so much, bro. But uh, they not better in the world, man. That local fruit out there. Oh man, it's what it does to your body, man. Not only the taste, but the feeling it gives you in your body, bro. It's just so good. But next question, because I know you do a lot of traveling. You in the nature too? Beach or the forest? Man, that's that's a tough one because that's really the argument that me and my wife have when we go to all <laughs> different destinations. Because you know, my my wife, she's a beach. She loves the beach, and I love the beach. But it's something about the forest, man, of being fully encompassed in the forest that just generates this feeling from within. It's almost indescribable. Like when we went to the Pali waterfall in Oahu, and when you get back there and all the sounds from the road are, are no longer mm-hmm. uh, able to be heard, and you're just hearing the nature, and then as you get closer to the waterfall, uh, uh, you hear the sounds of the water, and man, it's just it's just an experience all in its own, man. So I would have to choose forest. Okay, okay, I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's definitely arguments to be made on both sides, but you can't go wrong with either, man. I mean, nature is 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 beautiful. It's such it's it's the simplest, one of the most simplest pleasures in life, but still one of the most amazing and most incredible. So next one, I know you're a big, you work out a lot, man. So for sure, man, like. Uh, you know, we got to get our cardio. Our cardio is like really important, man. So for this one, running or biking? Uh, I'm, I apologize to all my fans out there. I got to be lazy on this one and say biking. <laughs> I, am, I am like the worst cardio dodger in the world, man. I work out almost every day and I'm either with the weights or the resistance bands, uh, yoga and all types of things. And I do some cardio, but I'm definitely a slacker in that respect, man. So must admit it. When I'm at fail, when I'm at fail, I feel it, bro. I feel it, man. I ain't mad at I'll that. Be on either. the bike, though. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that cardio is tough, man. I'm not gonna lie. I've really been incorporating like distance running, doing stairs, and like uh, sprinting recently, Rob, bro. And that I've been loving it, man. I've been loving it, dude. It's really been challenging my body. But anyway, next question, no, real let me quickly. Tell you something about. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but you good? About sprinting, real quick, man. Sprinting, going to your fullest level that you could possibly hit in running and then coming to a stop as fast as you can it does something to your body it releases the hgh in your body the human growth hormone i learned that when i was becoming a trainer and i was trying to get bigger and i started doing sprints man and that stuff works so kudos to you the sprint and something just in general about going all out in an activity it does something to the brain that kind of helps you live in the moment more often because when you're doing something like sprinting or jumping after a football or hitting a baseball or whatever, you're totally consumed in that moment. Yes. Nothing else exists. The government, your family, anything going on with you, none of that exists. So when you're able to fully be encompassed in that moment, however you facilitate it, like Chris was saying, he facilitates it through sprinting it does carry forth into the rest of your life where you're real, really able to absorb the moment and live in it more harmoniously. Wow. That's awesome. That's incredible, man. Because as you were describing that, that's a great description of how I actually feel in that moment, because you cannot multitask. You are where you are in that very moment. You can't even think about nothing else, but like what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? So Incredible that you said that, man. And I know you touched on like you like sports, like you mentioned you love football, man. It's, I was I was curious about that because you know, I didn't really know too much about you. We had never really talked about sports, but I I don't know if like you even like these types of sports. But would you choose boxing or MMA? Oh, I like both those sports. Uh, One or the other. <laughs> I'm old school. I probably got to go boxing, man, because I'm you. old school. I grew up watching Tyson. <laughs> And, 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 uh, I, I, I stopped watching boxing though, because it, 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 it's just, it, I don't know. It, it changed, like, man. Yeah. And it got I'm corrupted, just, bro. I don't watch any sport due to that same thing because you know, the NFL has no legal obligation to make those uh, fair games. They're an entertainment company like the WWE. Yep. Yep. And I just believe uh, as a player, and a guy that really, you know, I've been a coach and I studied the game a little bit. You know, on a peewee level coach, I'm not no, you know, uh, educated guy, but I played the game and I know how players move. And sometimes I see some stuff on them games that look real suspicious. 
And it uh, uh, it really kind of took away the joy for me for watching football. And, of course, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles just making bad decision after bad decision. It kind of just forced me out of the whole uh, being a fan of football. You know what I mean? I feel it, man. I ain't mad at that either, man. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, hey, that, that was the rapid-fire questions, man. That was a fun one, bro. That, you, you are actually the first guest that I've had do the rapid-fire segment. So I'm looking forward to doing that going forward with my other guests, man. And, you know, just to wrap things up here, bro, I just wanted to like give you a little bit of space to, to, if there's something that you feel like we didn't get a chance to talk on, I know we talked about the soil. We talked about purpose. We talked about your story. We talked about a lot of different things in this, man. So anybody, I guess this whole podcast, like makes it to the end, you got a lot. So rewatch this, take notes, but is there anything else, Rob, that you want to leave us with, bro? Man, I just want to leave you with uh, my gratitude for having me on. You know, a lot of people that I've had on my show, hey, I'm going to have you on, have you on. And uh, you're the first person that really came through on your word, man. And that what mean, that's what means more to me than anything. You know, a man only has his word. So I want to deeply thank you from the bottom of my heart with, with ultimate gratitude for allowing me to share my story and the things that I'm so passionate and excited about, man. And uh, if I could say anything to the people, man, I, I just say be passionate, be excited about life, man. I mean, we only roll around this ball one time, so let's do it peacefully. Let's do it joyfully. Please. And, uh, I just thank you again, man. Make sure you check out Creating Greatness Podcast. We always discussing the tips and tools and techniques to level up your life, man. And, and uh, like I said, once again, I just appreciate you so, so much for having me on, brother. Absolutely, bro. It was it was an honor and a pleasure to have you here, man. You dropped so many gems and knowledge and wisdom and and just great energy. And I'm so grateful that you spent your time here. I know you're a busy man. And honestly, bro, like, thank you again for your patience, because it has been a while since since I did say that we're going to do it. It's just a lot of stuff happened with life. I'm not going to make no excuses, but I'm so happy that we finally got this going. And I'm looking forward to being able to do it again at some point down the line. And um, Go ahead and let folks know how they can contact you, man, how they can reach you, bro. Drop your Instagrams, anything you want to promote, bro. Oh, man, they can hit me up at Creating Greatness Podcast at Gmail. That's my email. Uh, you know, any tips uh, or ideas or, or topics you want me to talk about, you know, you can hit me on the Gmail. I'm on social media. I'm a king of comebacks with two Ks at the end. I'm on Instagram mostly. That's where I do most of my posting. And uh, I, I got a TikTok, but... You know, I'll mess with it a little bit, but King of Comebacks 2Ks to creating uh greatness podcast at Gmail. And uh that's it, man. Hit me up. Love it, love it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Follow him for some some dope content and definitely be in tune with that creating greatness because he definitely drops a lot of fire on there, man. And on some real shit, like it's been dope having you, Rob, man. I thank you and appreciate you, man. And you know, it's a it's it's an honor and a pleasure. And I'm going to drop all the links in the show notes so that y'all can check out the Creating Greatness podcast, connect with Rob and on Instagram and, you know, Gmail and everything like that. So I encourage you to do so because this man right here is on his way. He's already living his best life and it's just going to keep getting better for him. So we're going to watch your growth, watch your progress, bro, and, and definitely be supporting in the wings, bro. And uh, on that note, Anybody that made it this far into the podcast and that's been supporting rocking with the podcast, man, y'all already know who I am. CL the source, your neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer. Thank you once again for tuning in. Yo, stay up and stay blessed, y'all. Peace. <laughs>